This is our Cares for Kids radio thon presented by Corwin Automotive Group. I always forget about that pink. She's yeah, like, she got oh, you. Yeah, it's she like, got oh, shoot, you. somebody yeah. else is talking. Okay, so we've got E and Mandy together, and we also have Bethany Cox on the line with us this morning. Um, actually, it's not this morning anymore. We have made it <laughs> past our first power hour for the day. And uh, we have a really inspiring story from Bethany. So I really appreciate you, Bethany, um, joining us. Just say hi, Bethany, to make sure that you're still on the line. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bethany, <laughs> thank you. I know it's probably been a busy day for you, as, as it is for a lot of families during the Cares for Kids Radiothon, because so many just love being a part of it and help giving back. So we appreciate your time. And you're from the, you guys are from the Holly area, so you kind of understand that point, too, where you know someone sees a, a hospital in Fargo, uh, you being from Holly, Stanford Children's Hospital, just as much as your hospital, even though what, you guys are probably 30 minutes away from the hospital. Yep, that's right. Oh, that's incredible. And so your daughter, her name is Sophia, and this happened mm-hmm. to her at the age of eight. Is that how old she is now? Uh, it happened at six years old, actually, oh, just wow. before her seventh birthday. So she's eight now. Oh, she's eight now. Okay. Now, Bethany, maybe you can just start by kind of explaining this condition because it just sounds super rare. It, it sounds very uncommon uh, for for your daughter, Sophia, in HSP, I believe is what it's called? Yep, HSP for short. Um, long is, the long name is Henoch Shuline Purpura. Um, her pediatric nephrologist calls it IgA vasculitis, so that's just another name. Okay. Um, but it's a disorder that causes the small blood vessels in your skin, joints, intestines, kidneys to become inflamed and bleed. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, and it is rare, like you said. It usually happens to children under 10, um, but then more rarely is the the serious kidney damage that can occur, and that mm. unfortunately did happen to her. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so just to, to start out with, your daughter is at the age of six. Like, how did you find out something was wrong with Sophia? Yeah, so on uh, March 8th, of 2021, she woke up with leg pains, and for her, that's not out of the ordinary. She often has leg aches, so we just gave her some Tylenol and sent her to school. And then that evening, we were sitting at the table as a family and had ended supper, and we all got up to go about our way and clean up and stuff. And Sophia got up um, and immediately sat back down and began crying and stating that she couldn't walk. And um, as a parent, you just kind of know when things are different, and it was a different cry, and um, we immediately felt like something was wrong, and so um, carried her over to the couch, began looking at, you know, what? why is your legs hurting? Why can't you walk? And her knees were swollen, her, the arches of her feet were very swollen. Um, and I noticed these tiny reddish purplish dots on her legs and, um, she was playing in puddles the day before. So I'm thinking like, okay, did you get a rash Mm -hmm. from that? And Mm -hmm. it's infected or, you know, what's going on? And, um, as a nurse, I, um, am familiar with purpura. And so I was like, wait a second, these maybe look like that and they're not blanching that's not good um and so I called a 
friend who happens to be a nurse practitioner at Sanford Children's and um, explained everything to her. And she recommended that we go into the ED for a lab workup right away. And sure enough, her lab work was abnormal. Um, The ED doctor, because it's rare, had said that, you know, he's only seen this one time in his 10 years of practice. Um, So he was kind of unfamiliar with it and and got the pediatric hospitalist on call involved. Um, And they ultimately just... um, you know, stabilized her pain, that kind of thing, and um, sent us on our way wanting the pediatrician to follow up with her. And um, so we weren't able to get into her, our pediatrician, Dr. Mullally, right away. Um, So we were communicating via my chart. And then about a week later, she was no longer able to urinate. Oh, geez. Um, Yeah. And as a nurse, hearing that, um, yeah. I knew that was serious, and it was super scary. So we went to the ED again, um, and that's when she was officially then diagnosed with HSP. Bethany, I gotta—I um, mean, I gotta ask that too because we hear from a lot of parents just the the fact, you know, parents that aren't nurses are involved in that, you know, healthcare system. Like just how scary it is when you when you hand over and you're trusting someone else with your child. I'm guessing you, as a nurse, are able to handle. A lot of things that your kids can get into. What was it, I mean? What is that moment like when you're like, "This is, this is something I can't handle." Right, and you have absolutely no control over it, um, and you're relying on then the physicians to right. um, help her mm-hmm. and and use what experience that they have. Right, right, and you're. I mean, I suppose you're you're trusting people. I know you said you're able to message a friend, you know, that worked at Stanford, but. You know, really, you're probably meeting these people, a lot of these people for the first time, I would imagine. Yeah, yep, exactly. So you're not, in this process of slowly finding out that your daughter is diagnosed with HSP, um, it wasn't like in one day you figured it out. It was over a course of a week? Yep, yep. They, they Because it was so rare, They I, I assume they just didn't want to jump to conclusions and and. Um, wanted to refer it to the pediatrician because um, we were told that they see this more often in the clinic and that um, not to worry, it, it can be treated um, and it, it will go away on its own. Okay. And that the the serious side effects are rare. So we were trying to keep that out of our mind. Um, but then over time, we were doing the weekly Mm-hmm. Uh, urine analysis and blood pressure checks, and um, her lab values just kept rising um, to scary levels. And so um, our pediatrician then referred us to the Sanford pediatric nephrologist, who was okay. Dr. Majed. Okay. Is that where you found out that she was having kidney problems? Yeah. Yep. That's when Dr. Majed explained everything to us that. Um, in fact, it was attacking her kidneys, or so she thought. So she sent us in to get admitted to Stanford Children's so that Sophia could have a um, kidney biopsy done. And and then she needed to be admitted um, for four days 
so that she could get stronger medications through IV. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, we were told if these IV medications that they're giving do not work um, and settle down that kidney, she could need a form of chemotherapy. Oh, and so that was really scary to hear as well. What, and I'm assuming as you're hearing this, as you're hearing, hearing this stuff, you know, Sophia is six years old at this time. You're, you're probably having to not only grasp this yourself, but uh, you and the doctors having to explain this to her as well. How did she deal with all this at six years old? Um, she did really well, actually. She's, um, she grew up fast. I mean, she's mm-hmm. mature for her age anyway. Um, but Dr. Majed was awesome. They developed a good relationship, and she explained things really well to Sophia. Um, and and Sophia, she battled through the pain. It was hard, of course, some nights. Um, she wasn't able to walk for a while. She she missed a lot of school, but when she did get back to school, she was still using a wheelchair to get around. Oh, okay. Which I imagine at that age isn't... Uh isn't the most fun when you get to watch kids running around being crazy at that age and six years old having to be in the wheelchair for a while probably isn't the most fun experience, I'd imagine. Right. No. Um, it was hard. and uh, But her class was awesome and, and welcomed her and took care of her and her teacher did. And, and Nurse Addie in Holly, she's um, also a Sanford nurse as well. And so... Oh, awesome. It, it felt great to have her um, be under their care, too, when, when mom and dad weren't around. And you kind of brought this up a couple of times, but I just wanted to, like, kind of reiterate, like, it sounds like the doctors and nurses at Sanford Children's really stepped in and kind of extended being a family member in that way. Like, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, they recognized that we were out of town and so they set it up that we use the holly clinic for all the blood work and um, blood pressure checks so that we didn't have to travel so much Mm. um but then also dr majed being a nurse at sanford i realized that a few months before this dr majed wasn't even there and um Stanford had hired her as the pediatric nephrologist and got that specialty going in San- at Stanford here in Fargo. And um, if this would have happened any sooner, we would have been traveling to the Mayo Clinic or the cities um, for all of her her work. So almost just an unknown kind of blessing in disguise that you didn't even know at the time. Yeah, maybe now you right. appreciate it, but just perfect timing in a sense of right place, right time. I'm I'm curious too. How is Sophia doing now? She's doing great. Um, she was able to get through that time in the hospital with the help of Coley's Cabin and their child life mm-hmm. specialists, and um, and with and like I said, Dr. Majed got her through it and taught her that she needs to watch her sodium now and her intake and she can't have ibuprofen anymore. Mm. Um, and we, we monitored her blood work and blood pressures for the last year. And actually just in this January, Dr. Um, Majed cleared her for only yearly checkups now. Nice. So That's awesome. 
Okay, yeah. so like now that like Sophia, she's at the age of eight now. Like, what are your hopes and dreams for her right now? Um, to be, you know, clearly to be kind in life, mm-hmm. um, a good friend, and to be successful. But um, also, every parent wants their child to be healthy, and um, so. I hope and dream that this doesn't return as it can, um, and it can return with major illnesses, uh-huh. and and so that's mm-hmm. our big hopes and dreams for her. Now, Bethany, I would ask this to you now that you've kind of experienced it, and someone's maybe thinking here in your story right now, maybe even from the Holly area uh, that you may even know listening to that just... What would you tell anyone out there that was thinking about donating to Sanford Children's Hospital and maybe, what, you know, they're hesitant? What, what would you tell someone who is thinking about picking up that phone right now? Uh, the resources are very valuable. And um, even as a nurse, I, I always saw how valuable they were. But you just don't think that you're going to be the one needing it mm-hmm. until you're in it. And um, it was very helpful for her, the Nintendo Switch and the rooms yeah, and yeah. Coley's cabin with all their games and, and slime making and and toys to get by each day for her was huge because this was during COVID and her siblings, her twin sister, they couldn't be there. And um, so it helped, it helped the days pass. That's incredible. It's not the first time we've heard about Cully's cabin. So thank you so much to also keep <laughs> pushing. Bet. Right. Like it's, it's so much more than just the physical health that we have here at Sanford Children's. It's that mental health, emotional health that they also support. It's just insanely incredible. And thank you so much, mm-hmm. Bethany, for sharing your story, because that's exactly why we are doing today and tomorrow and talking about your story. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 701-478-KIDS, 714-78-KIDS. If you're from that Holly area, whether it be for Sophia, who who's had her vandal there, if you're from one of those towns that surrounds it, this is your hospital. In honor of that, 714-78-KIDS, or you can text that keyword 35270. Thanks again, Bethany. Thank you. Absolutely. And we've got more stories coming up right after this for our Sanford Cares for Kids Radiothon presented by Corwin Automotive Group. <laughs> 